guys, and welcome to the Moms and Mysteries podcast, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and thank goodness, my dear friend, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you is the biggest question of the day. (laughs) Honestly, I'm great. Nothing's been going on. Living life uh, very normally. I've been vacationing. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I took a European vacation the last couple of weeks. Um, And by that, I mean I uh, was in the hospital. I ended up with pneumonia and sepsis, which is a cool combo. Don't ever Google that, by the way, if you're listening. Don't Don't. ever Google that. It's terrifying. Please don't Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, part of the problem while I was there is my um, carbon dioxide levels were really high. So I wasn't thinking clearly. So like Googling wasn't something I was doing. I would just stare off into the sunset kind of, but really I wasn't thinking. So I didn't even know to be scared. And then there were two days that were very, very scary, but I was still sending Mandy um, like selfies, but like selfies of me on oxygen, just like really weird, (laughs) weird stuff. I'm sure that was not alarming at all. It was very scary. I did appreciate that you tried your very hardest to like Make light of it. Not buried. Mm -hmm. And at some points, you may have had me fooled. I was like, well, it can't be that bad if she's like texting me and telling me that she's thinking about writing emails later or whatever it was, you know. (laughs) And but then the next thing you would say would be like, they're moving me to, you know, like somewhere to get like more intensive care. And I'm like, hold on. Like, what's happening right now? Um, but yeah, it was super duper scary. And um, as you guys know, if you're a regular listener to the show, it did kind of um, affect our um, show schedule a little oh, bit. Which, I'm of course, sorry. I'm so totally sorry. Totally fine. But yes, the, so that is what where we've been. I know I did do, um, I had an episode that I did with Rebecca, who yes. um, is the host of Criminality, uh, co-host with you of Criminality. And that went so great. I thought was she so was- so perfect and mm-hmm. did such a great job. But yeah, Melissa, I just missed you so much. I feel like we haven't sat down to record an episode of the podcast. It feels like it's been forever at this point. So I I'm know. super excited. I loved listening to you and Rebecca, though. Actually, it was so much fun because when I listen to our episodes, it's only to edit and I don't want to hear my voice. So it was very nice to, number one, not hear my voice and number two, like listen for fun. And you guys did so great. Like, I loved it. I knew it would be good, but you know, it's like, but you don't know. You just don't know how it'll yeah. go. But you guys are both great. And of course, it, it was it was awesome. So I was really excited to hear it. Thank you guys so much for the support. Everyone's been so lovely and patient with us. And Mandy, I am glad to be back to life as normal. Normal, whatever that means. But I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you for all of your support and your friendship. It literally might have kept me alive. <laughs> I like to think that Just it so was dark. all me. Oh you know? gosh! <laughs> I like to think. I like to think at some me. point my body kicked in and was like, "Let me help you." I was saying to my husband, "Like, <laughs> I still don't feel very good. Like, I'm really tired. You know, all the normal things." And he was like, "Your body was really fighting there for a while." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you went through a lot, and it's it is sometimes like frustrating because whenever you are recovering from something like like tr- very traumatic on your body. I feel like when you're going through it, it feels like you've been going through it for a long time. Right. But like to other people, if you were to tell them like, oh, this was just last week or this was just, yeah. you know, they're going to be like, yeah, well, it's like normal that you don't feel 100%. Right. And or, you I'd know, be even very if it patient like with the other person. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 
But um, no, I totally understand how frustrating it is to just be over it and being like, I'm just ready to feel better and feel good, you know, and be yeah. back to everything that I want to be doing. So yeah, totally. I hope that happens very quickly for you from this point forward. Thank you. But f- overall, I'm very thankful, thankful, thankful. So I'm trying not to be negative because I have a new lease on life because I basically got a second chance at life. Not really, but kind of. Um, Mandy, get me out of this because... You know, it's already, we've already talked about me far too long. How are you? How is the cat? Um, I'm doing great. The cat is still doing great. I was trying to think, I was like, I feel like we talked about a couple things, but I uh, forgot that we did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did our little live Patreon discussion. Uh, It's a new thing that we started doing. So if you want to check that out, that will be available on Patreon. But yeah, the cat's doing great. So if you missed it, my family found a little kitten outside in the bushes one day a couple weeks ago, and the kitty is now a permanent member of our family. So we took him to the vet and the vet said the kitty was about five weeks old. So now it's been a couple weeks. So he's growing. He's doing very well. He's eating and drinking on his own. He uses the litter box on his own. No one even really had to show him how to do that, which I don't know if that's normal for a kitten. Do they just know where to go to the bathroom? That's so different from a dog that you have to spend like so much time training. So to me, I'm like, well, this is great. I haven't had to do anything. This cat just appeared and is exactly the way I want it to be. So yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> cool. I was in the hospital and you got the world's best cat. That seems like a fair trail. <laughs> seems right. Seems right. Yeah. So, well, I'm excited to get back to life as normal. As I was saying, I'm excited to get back to the show. And Mandy, this week we are doing something. We are doing a new episode, but it is an old episode. Say that better. Say that that makes more sense to the people. Yeah, so we're covering, we're revisiting rather, um, a story that we covered last year. Um, it's a story that we have mentioned many, many times on the podcast, and we've been following this case very closely. It's the story of Jared Bright again. So for those who need a little refresh, we'll give a, a quick summary of the case, and then we just have some updates on this case. Um, people do ask us for updates on yeah. this case quite often because we did post about it so much whenever we were first releasing our original episode about the case. And of course, everybody has wanted to know, you know, what has happened since then in the story. So for those who need a quick little refresher, Jared Brightigan was a 33-year-old husband, father, son, and a friend to many. He truly, truly cared about those people in his life. And he cared about trying to just really be a good human being. He tried every single day to be the best man that he could be. Jared was funny, happy-go-lucky, and even a little bit shy, but he was a powerful presence in the lives of those he loved. More than anything in life, Jared enjoyed spending time with his four children, whether it be building a playhouse in the backyard or creating a laser tag arena in the garage. Jared just seemed to have endless energy creating memories with his kids. He is very sorely missed by his family and friends. And I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but there is a page... um run by our friend Kirsten, his wife, that is all about finding justice for Jared, justice for Jared B. But there are videos and stuff um, of Jared with the kids and just these elaborate, like truly elaborate things he did for their birthdays and stuff, like way more than I've ever done for my kids, by the way. Just too. (laughs) Right? Just like you could tell he just loved being a parent and loved being a part of their lives and just you can... I don't know. You can just really feel it in in watching those videos. So back on February 16th, 2022, Jared Brightigan and his two-year-old daughter, Bexley, went to dinner with his twins. His wife, Kirsten, stayed home with their six-month-old daughter, London. 
At around 7.45 p.m., Jared dropped the twins off at Shayna and Mario's, and that's the twins' mom and stepdad, um, dropped them off at their house in Jacksonville Beach. But right after he dropped the twins off, Jared calls Kirsten and says he and Bexley were finished and they were on their way home and they'd be back home in around 30 minutes. Within just a few minutes of the call, Jared was two miles away from Shayna's in a dark stretch of Sanctuary Boulevard. This area is known as being this quiet residential neighborhood, and Jared is about to turn on to J. Turner Butler Boulevard when he notices a tire in the middle of the road, and this tire that he sees still has a wheel on the inside. So Jared put his car in park and turned on his hazard lights, and he stepped out of the car to kind of take a look and see what was going on, why this tire was in the middle of the road. At that exact moment, while Jared was still standing near his driver's side door, a stranger approached. The person got within three to four feet and fired at least four times, striking Jared multiple times. The driver's side door was also struck, but thankfully, Bexley, who remained in the backseat of the car, was unharmed. The assailant fled, and for three minutes, young Bexley remained in the car until a good Samaritan came upon the scene. This person found Jared dead lying next to his open driver's side door. The person looked inside the Volkswagen, which had its hazards on, and saw Bexley, who was still strapped into her car seat. She was uninjured, and the person removed Bexley and wrapped her in a blanket. Not long after, officers showed up. A nearby resident had called because they heard the shots. A female officer from the scene took Bexley to the police station. After examining the evidence at the scene, investigators confirmed that Jared was targeted that night, that the tire was placed in the road by the murderer so Jared could be ambushed. He was executed in cold blood in front of his two-year-old daughter. And Mandy, you and I have both looked at pictures from this road um, that Jared was ambushed on. It's very clear that this tire was definitely there. I mean, it was very obvious that it was there for a reason. The person knew he traveled this road would have this stretch of road where he could not go around. By June of 2022, there was speculation that Shayna, the ex-wife of Jared, was involved in his murder. Jared and Shayna had a very bitter divorce and had been in a seven-year custody battle over their twins. The Jacksonville Beach Police Department has not publicly named Shayna a person of interest in Jared's murder. So since our episode on Jared came out in September of 2022, there has been quite a bit of movement that's actually been made in the case. So the first one is something that you may have heard us talk about before or seen if you follow us on social media. We have shared um, some information about this before, but it is Bexley Box. So in September of 2022, um, our friend Kirsten started a nonprofit as a way to honor Jared's memory. She just couldn't stop thinking about how after Bexley witnessed her father's murder, she was taken to a police station where she not only spent hours without either one of her parents, but she was also without basic necessities that a toddler needs, such as a sippy cup or even the correct diaper size. The officers really did what they could and did their best to comfort Bexley, but they just had limited supplies on hand. So in an effort to make children's experiences at police stations a little less traumatic and a little bit less scary, Kirsten came up with the idea for Bexley Box. And the goal of a Bexley Box is to provide comfort items and basic necessities for children that are brought to police stations and are going to be there without their caregivers. 
These boxes are completely free and they're refillable also at no cost to the police station or location where the box is delivered. And Kirsten has a goal of getting a Bexley box in every station in the country. So far, she has placed more than 20 boxes and we actually have had a little bit of involvement in this. So Melissa and I actually were super, super honored. Kirsten uh, came to us and asked if we would be interested in being on the board of directors for the Bright Again Foundation. And that's kind of where she's launched this Bexley Box initiative from. So we said yes, and we have been doing everything that we can. We also feel like we wish we could do more all the time, but we've been doing what we can to help her get these Bexley boxes, find places for them to go and put, you know, everybody in contact with the right people. And um, it's been going amazing. I think the last update that we had from her was that she's literally waiting on more boxes right now. She needs more boxes, like physically needs the boxes from the supplier. So things are going great with Bexley box, which is truly amazing. We've talked about this so many times about how we are just so in awe of Kirsten and everything that she's been able to do totally while grieving her husband's death. It's like truly, truly amazing. Um, Bexley boxes in particular. Melissa, we had the chance to deliver a Bexley box yes. to our local police department. And that was – it was honestly just such an honor to do that. It was so – I just – I don't know. I get very emo about things like that. And I felt so, I just honestly was so touched to be a part of that and to actually hands-on physically be able to get a Bexley box into a police station. Oh, totally. It was amazing. And we forgot to add that our um, dear friend Haley, who helps on the show, she's also on the board with us and uh, she's a secretary. So she's, she's quite busy. She's the busiest of all of us. I always feel so rude whenever I don't mention Haley and I want to apologize, Haley, for not mentioning you. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, we're each other's half brain for things. So, like, if you don't catch it, then I'll catch it. If I don't catch it, you'll you catch go. it. <laughs> no, it was really awesome to be able to do that. Um, I had the opportunity to do some of the shopping for it. And it was kind of this crazy, weird experience of buying these things, knowing that they're going to these kids who it could be the very worst day of their life. You know, who knows what they've gone through to be in the police station at this time. I don't know. I still have chills thinking about it, but it was like probably the best shopping trip I've ever went on <laughs> in yeah. the sense that like, it was like a very emotional one for me. And I, I didn't expect that when I, when I right. went into it. It's such like a double-sided thing because you're buying these items and you know that it's for a good cause, but then you also know that the circumstances that these items are going to be used is right. most likely not going to be a good situation. So yeah. it's kind of like a double-edged sword there. But um, yeah, amazing idea. And Kirsten has oh, done yeah. such an amazing job getting it off the ground. And yeah, we're just super proud of her with Bexley Box. Yeah. So on January 24th, 2023, there was a huge break in the case when authorities announced that an arrest would be coming soon in the murder of Jared. The media then revealed that Shayna and the twins had quietly moved from Florida. So they have been living in Florida this whole time. They moved to West Richland, Washington. And it was also found out at that time that Mario, the Shana's second husband, did not make the move with the family. So he was still here in Florida. According to property records, the home that Shana moved into was purchased for $1 million by one of Shana's parents' businesses. After news that an arrest was imminent, the media really flocked to Shayna and asked if she had a comment. And she said, quote, no, I'm sorry. And minutes later, she's seen making a phone call. Kirsten told Fox News Digital that she was shocked by this move of Shayna and the twins. She said, quote, 
First, the twins lost their dad. Then they were completely cut off from their own sisters, and now they're being taken away from their school, friends, their sports teams. They are so isolated, and that's what concerns me, end quote. Kirsten said she still hasn't been able to speak to the twins. She said, quote, it's been an added loss. On top of losing Jared, my children have lost their siblings. I've lost my stepkids. I have tried for months and months to make contact and have gotten nowhere, end quote. And literally, she has proof of this. She's contacted their attorneys, done anything she could to keep the kids in contact because that is such a loss. But when Kirsten was asked how Bexley was holding up, she said, quote, she has good days where she's happy, but it's going to be a lifetime for her of processing those feelings and the trauma of what she went through, end quote. On January 25th, it was announced that an arrest had officially been made. 61-year-old Henry Arthur Tenen was arrested and charged with four crimes. They were a conspiracy to commit murder because he did not act alone, accessory after the fact to a capital felony, child abuse, which is a charge that stemmed from the fact that Bexley was in the car when Jared was shot, and a second-degree murder charge. They were planning on going to a grand jury so that Tenen could be charged with first-degree murder, and he was held without bond. So Henry Tenen had actually been in jail already since August of 2022 on charges that included possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, as well as other charges. According to an arrest warrant, he had a criminal record in the state of Georgia and in Florida, including multiple felony convictions for driving on a suspended license. He was actually a habitual traffic offender. He had burglary charges, grand theft, and unlawful possession of firearms. Henry's arrest warrant wasn't released right away, but when it was, it was revealed that the planning of Jared's murder began on January 5th, 2022. Henry continued helping to cover up Jared's murder until August of 2022. Police identified the damaged tire that was used to ambush Jared as belonging to a 2004 Ford F-150 Lariat. And investigating this led police to Henry Tenen, who owned the exact same kind of truck. And it was also blue, which matched the description of the truck that was seen in surveillance footage. So once the investigators figured that out, they began to focus on Tenen as a potential suspect. In August of 2022, Henry was arrested on an unrelated felony driving charge. During a custodial interview, he was questioned about the murder and the Ford F-150. What was said in that interview is redacted, so we don't know the contents of what was said there. Through the investigation, it was revealed that there was really just one link between Jared Brightigan and Henry Tenen, and that one link was Mario Fernandez. So Henry was actually a tenant in a home on the Potomac Avenue in Jacksonville, Florida, and that home that he lived in was actually owned by Mario. So further information on this particular fact was also redacted. In October of 2022, detectives received tenants' financial records, and they found three handwritten checks from Mario. But again, further information about this was redacted. Detectives also reviewed cell phone records, and they learned that Tenen and Mario actually talked quite often, even though Henry stopped living in Mario's rental in February of 2022. That month, they talked 35 times, and in March, they talked 30 times. Then in May and June, they talked at least five times. But again, we don't have any more information on that. 
The end of this warrant stated, quote, given the totality of the evidence, there is probable cause to establish Tenen was a principal to Jared's murder and that Tenen conspired with and assisted others involved in Jared's murder. After Tenen was arrested, investigators looked even further into Mario's involvement in Jared's murder as well. And we still have more to get into after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. When I left the hospital last week, I left with strict instructions to follow up with my primary care doctor in three days. The only issue is that my primary care doctor retired last year, and I haven't bothered to find a new one. Well, thanks to ZocDoc, in just a matter of minutes, I had scheduled an appointment with a new primary care doctor who's actually closer to my house than my last one. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. I can't even explain how nice it was not to spend half my day on the phone calling different doctors just to find someone who not only takes my insurance, but also actually has an appointment available. With ZocDoc, there's no more playing Dr. Roulette or relying on questionable reviews from the internet. And that's because with ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to actually connect you to your new favorite doctor that you just haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to not only find, but to book a doctor right in their neighborhood who's not only patient-reviewed, but fits their specific needs and schedule. Go to ZocDoc.com mysteries and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com mysteries. ZocDoc.com mysteries. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and for the planet. Thankfully, Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials so it's better for you as well as the planet. I've had Blueland products in my kitchen and bathroom now for a few weeks, and I really love them. My mom actually came to help out while I was in the hospital, and one of her first questions she had for me once I was home after how are you feeling of course was what is that spray you have in your kitchen I love it and I said congratulations you're the star of our new ad for blue land but even without my mom's star power I'd be singing the praises of blue land with their clean essentials kit you get everything to get started including three bottles of cleaner plus a bottle of hand soap it's so simple you just fill your blue land bottles with water drop in the tablets and wait for them to dissolve there's no need to have bulky cleaning supplies at the grocery store when you can just refill your bottles right at home to get 15 percent off your first order go to blueland.com moms you won't want to miss this blueland.com slash moms. That's blueland.com slash moms. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are somehow already halfway through 2023. Our kids are both out of school for the summer and life is busier than ever before. And you know what doesn't care if you're busy or not? Your mental health. In fact, mine gets extra busy when it knows I'm already running ragged, which is why therapy has been such a benefit for me for years. And if you're looking to give therapy a try for yourself, you should check out BetterHelp. Whether you're in the thick of it with family or work, or you just need to talk through your thoughts or are looking for tools to create more balance in your life, BetterHelp can be a great asset to you. BetterHelp is completely online and it's made to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. To get started, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. If you find that things aren't clicking with your therapist, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. For me, therapy has always been a way for me to process those big feelings and emotions that I don't really want to admit to anyone else. And with BetterHelp being online, it's just easier for me to actually schedule and stick to an appointment. Find more balance with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms. And now back to the episode. So before the break, we're discussing the evidence that led to the arrest of Henry Tennant and the murder of Jared Bridegan. On March 16th of this year, so 2023, authorities announced that Tennant had taken a plea deal. He admitted to being the one who actually shot and killed Jared. He pleaded guilty to second-degree murder with a weapon, and he agreed to testify truthfully against those he worked with in Jared's murder. All the other charges that were against him were dropped with him taking this plea deal. He faces at least 15 years and up to life. At this point, he's not been sentenced, and he's scheduled to be sentenced on June 14th, which is just in a couple weeks. Authorities said, quote, Tenen's cooperation has both corroborated evidence collected during the investigation and provided additional evidence against Mario for his role in the planning and execution of Jared's murder, end quote. At the same time as Tenen was actually pleading guilty, Mario was being arrested. This was kind of a crazy day watching how this all kind of went together and watching really police work in action, how they went about this. The arrest warrant stated, quote, the totality of evidence establishes that Mario was a principal to Bridegan's murder and that Mario solicited, conspired with, and assisted others involved in Bridegan's murder, and that the circumstances of the murder reasonably could have been expected to cause physical or mental injury to Bexley while she was in Jared's vehicle, end quote. A grand jury charged Mario with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, solicitation to commit a capital felony, and child abuse. He went on to plead not guilty, and he was denied bond. Prosecutors also said they were not going to say if more arrests would be coming. They said the investigation is still active, and they, quote, remain committed to seek the truth, the entire truth, and hold accountable every individual involved in the murder of Jared Bridegan, end quote. Following Mario's arrest, Kirsten released another statement saying, quote, We are here today feeling many emotions. We have great relief knowing that two of the people behind my husband's murder are now behind bars and are no longer a threat to our family. We are also still angry, angry that they were walking free while we were grappling with the reality that Jared wouldn't be here for any future memories, vacations, or tender moments with our kids. Angry that our youngest, who was six months at the time of his death, will have no memories of her father. Angry that there will be no new memories for Liam, Abby, Bexley, London, or anyone who knew and loved Jared. We have fought hard for the truth, and the world now knows what we have known all along, that Jared truly was an innocent victim. Since day one, those in charge of the investigation have promised us that they would be relentless in their pursuit of accountability and justice, and they have been. We are grateful to the state attorney's office, Jacksonville Beach Police Department, the ATF, and any other agencies that have been involved in this investigation. Justice for Jared will not be stopped and we will not be silenced. We know there is still a long way to go before all those responsible are truly held accountable, but today is a very significant day for our family. Thank you. After Mario's arrest, Shana's family released a statement via email to their Stampin' Up! employees, and it read in part, quote, Stampin' Up! is aware that Mario Fernandez, Shayna Gardner's current husband, has been arrested in conjunction with an ongoing investigation. Shayna, who is Shelly and Sterling's daughter, and Mario have been separated for an extended period of time. We have no further details about the situation other than what has been reported in the media. End quote. 
Kirsten did not particularly like this this email, this post at all. And she kind of did her own open letter response on Instagram saying, quote, no mention of Jared's name, no condolences, distancing Shayna from Mario and a minimization of the charges brought against Mario. Kirsten also brought up that more than two dozen photos featuring Shayna and Mario still remain on Shelly Gardner's blog called So Shelly, which is used to promote the company Stampin' Up. A blog post that went up the day of Jared's murder titled Time in Kauai features photos from a family vacation with the elder gardeners, including seven photos of Shayna and Mario. On March 21st, 2022, there was another blog post that showed pictures of Shayna and Mario beaming at the memorial that Shayna had put on for Jared. Three days later, there was another post of the couple with the twins vacationing with the elder gardeners at Club Med Sandpiper Bay. There were many other photos over the next few months as well. But then in September, as the investigation really started to heat up, Mario was suddenly no longer featured in these vacation photos. On May 3rd, prosecutors announced that they would be seeking the death penalty against Mario. Mario's next court date is June 20th. It's a pretrial hearing. And as we go into this month, really in June, we're saying Henry and Mario have things coming up this month. So really think of the family this month. We'll post updates, so we'll make sure to stay on top of that and keep you guys aware. In the meantime, if you're looking for places to help or for more information, you can follow Justice for Jared B. on Instagram for updates. Uh, Kirsten posts on that pretty regularly about the trial, about Bexley boxes. You can also donate to Bexley boxes. And again, those were the things Kirsten put together to put in different police stations. And we are working with her to do our best to try and get those out to as many police stations as possible. And also, if you have any tips, they're still trying to put pieces together. This isn't over. This is an active investigation. You can call Crime Stoppers at 1-866-845-TIPS, which is 8477, and you can remain anonymous if you decide to leave a tip. Mandy, that was one we've talked about and have been following along with you guys. And, you know, as this has come up, it's, it's so hard to... I don't know. It's this different perspective I think we've both gotten from being close with someone who's going through this, someone who's not asked for any of this, but she's still giving statements and she has to be here and she has to do this and she still has two small kids and they're still grieving, but also looking for justice. It's this amount of weight put on someone that I just can't imagine. And then not only that, you're person that like you shoulder life with like if you're in a committed relationship something like that that's the person that's gone so you don't have that your other half I don't know that just hurts my heart when I think about that for her but she's incredible and I mean if anyone's going to get justice I think she will she's she's going for it she is all in and her daughters will grow up just seeing what an amazing mom they have it's 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 truly something to witness yeah yeah so that was the update that we have for you guys this week on the Jared Bridegan case. As Melissa said, it is still ongoing. And of course, we just hope that this case will come to a full resolution and that Jared will get the justice that he deserves. All right, Melissa, are we ready to move on to last thing before we go for this week? Yes, let's do it. So Melissa, because you have been resting and watching a lot of television, you suggested that I should watch a documentary series this week. And I did because I agreed that it sounded extremely interesting. 
And I'm very excited to now discuss it with you here on Last Thing Before We Go. Yes. When I go hardcore on something, I go hardcore. And like, you would not have been able to stop me. I would have asked you every day. So it's basically, I have to break your spirit. <laughs> I said yes down. the first time. Thankfully. You have to. <laughs> I will not stop. And so it is the curious case of Natalia Grace. So Mandy, before we even discuss this, what... Did you have any, I, I don't remember what your thoughts were. Did you have any knowledge of Natalia Grace in the story before you started? So yes and no. So I okay. remembered when this story was in the news, like when it first broke, but like the only things I really remembered about it, like if you showed me a picture of Natalia Grace, I would remember seeing that photo they had on the news yes. constantly. Mm-hmm. And the big question was, how old is this person? Is this a child or is it an adult? And all I really knew about the story was that there was an adoption and that potentially someone had adopted a adult with dwarfism thinking that it was a child. So right. the whole thing is crazy. Well, that's really the extent of what I knew. That was the that was already crazy enough, right? Yeah. Just, just hearing that and not knowing how old this person was, I didn't realize there was all this other stuff. <laughs> no. Okay. So it's basically a six-part series and and what we kind of know going into it, there's a girl named Natalia. There's a family, the Barnetts, that have three sons, a husband and wife. They have three sons. They live in Indiana, and they are adopting a girl from the Ukraine. They they thought their family was very happy. They wanted to bring in another child. They find this opportunity to adopt this girl from the Ukraine. Well, the beginning of the documentary, and there will be some spoilers here, the way they present it is like, or the husband really is the narrator through most of this documentary, is they weren't given a lot of information, and they're told this girl's six years old, but very quickly- They got to make a snap, quick they have to, 24 oh, hours. 24 decision. hours, yes. Right. Uh, everything is just big and wild with this guy, first of all. As far <laughs> as a narrator goes, like when these people started this documentary, they were like, Whatever this guy does, we're going to record because he's he's animated. He's animated, <laughs> but there's no one like when you see documentaries and documentaries really like take hold of you. It's because of a character like this, right? That there's just like, how is this person out in the wild? And that is what right. he is. He's out yes. in the wild amongst 100%. us. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so they talk about. So that's the whole idea. He and his family are basically saying. Natalia is not a six-year-old. She's actually an adult. We think she's an adult. She's trying to kill our family. We're scared of her. And then meanwhile, you're like, well, but is she a six-year-old girl? And no one can really tell you. Mandy, what were your thoughts going through this? Like, did you start feeling one way in the documentary and then swing to another side? Because that's kind of how I... I went. Yes. Okay. And I feel like that's what they wanted you to yeah. do because they very much set it up that way on purpose. They very much gave you this like setup where the possible adult posing as a child was just like a con artist and like a yeah. terrible person with like really bad thoughts about hurting others. And like they made you really think that like that was the case and that these people, you know, just got into this horrific situation with this adoption, you know, that went totally wrong and didn't, you know, whatever. That's what they want you to think. I didn't like the guy, but I still felt bad for them. I was like, wow, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I was like, well, you know, that's just, it's terrible, you know, and what would you, what do you do? You know, and so my sympathies, of course, were with the, the adoptive family. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, what a, what a disaster. So as the documentary goes on, there's like more and more facts that come out that we don't know about. And like, 
real facts like, hey, let's talk to her birth mother and find out what year she gave birth. And that all lines up like every fight that the family kind of put forth, like to make this whole she's actually an adult thing starts falling apart pretty quickly. But the whole reason it came into our existence or our our overall knowledge that we know about it is because they had this girl, the parents were putting her in apartments to live on her own. So not only on her own. Yeah. On her own. And regardless whether she was six, seven, eight child, or if she was in her twenties, the fact remains that she had a disability and she needed a lot of help taking care of herself, regardless whether she was a child or an adult. And they were dumping her. Abandoned a person in right, put them in an apartment by themselves. So that was kind of the whole thing. Was like, is this child abuse? Is this is it child abuse? Right? Did these Mm -hmm. people adopt a child from the Ukraine and then put it in an apartment by by herself, or is this a case where like this is an adult that the you know they're trying? They don't know what to do. You know, now that they've welcomed this adult into their home and they have so few options, so they're putting her in her own apartment. Is it that or, you know, so that's what the whole basically thing is. But it is fascinating. It is riveting. You will definitely change your mind from the first episode to the last episode. I told Melissa, I feel like my whole entire opinion completely changed now. I don't think that Natalia Grace did anything wrong pretty much at this point. I think that she, first of all, I will say I think she's a child or was a child during all this. And I don't think that she had any clue how to make this family happy. Didn't know, even didn't understand what she was getting into when they adopted her. And she was definitely let down by many, many people. I just, and like, honestly, my heart just breaks for her just to think about what she went through. I mean, living in an apartment by themselves. Truly. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It could have been literally at one point, if the math is what we think it is, which by the end, this is what I think. It was a 10-year-old living in an apartment, in an apartment by herself for like a year. They would like clear the contacts off her phone. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Not even in the same city, like our town. Like they, they were in a different Canada. country. Yes. I know, and left her in an apartment. And so like just like you said, just even thinking about, that's like thinking about my youngest child living on his own in an apartment and like he's able-bodied, you know. But he's still 10. He's still 10, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, there's so many layers to this, to this Natalia Grace case. Yes. And wow, definitely. Thank you for the recommendation, Melissa. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. And yeah, if I you are, if you're you not off. familiar with everything in that story, definitely check yes. that one it's out. It's on, um, I think ID, you can also watch it on Max, whatever the new yes. HBO thing is, whatever that is, but it's the curious case of Natalia Grace. And they're going to have an interview with her later on, which I think is great. I ended up having to watch the Dr. Phil thing with her just to kind of hear from her just i wanted to get her like her opinion and it's just man she's just been those people are straight up evil um i agree but definitely watch it let us know what you think if you watch it because i'm down to chat about it all day long so mandy awesome all right guys that was the episode for this week we'll be back next week same time same place new story have a great week bye thanks so much for listening to the moms and murder podcast Make sure to check back with us next week for a new episode. You can also find us at momsandmurder.com where you can connect with us via social media. Please make sure you subscribe and give us five stars because giving us four stars would be a crime. Thanks so much.